disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side of the lake while he would dismiss the crowd. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to the disciples walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, come. And Peter got out of the boat walked on water and came toward Jesus. But when, the, when he saw the storm, Peter was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him and said, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Those in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, this is the Son of God. This ends our reading from the Gospel of Matthew, and may these words, which once transformed the disciples' hearts, transform our hearts as well. Will you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each of our hearts be offered humbly and faithfully. Amen. Now, right before I start the sermon, I'll tell you, there's around that passage, there's an old preacher's joke. It's like 80, 90 years old. And it comes from the time when there used to be Sunday morning and then Sunday evening services, and people used to go to both of them. And the story is that when this text was read, the sermon title was Peter Walks on Water. And the evening sermon was The Search for Peter. But about a decade ago, maybe it's 15 years now, there was a website entitled, We Are Not Afraid. We Are Not Afraid. The website started as an antidote to some terrorist attacks in London, England. And the idea behind the website, We Are Not Afraid, is that people would send in pictures from all over the world with the words, We Are Not Afraid, held up in some creative way. Someone superimposed the words on the statue of Lincoln at the Lincoln Memorial. Another person printed the words on a map of the London tube. Someone creatively put the words, not afraid, in pancake mix in a griddle. And yet another printed, be not afraid, beneath a picture of a mother and her newborn daughter. They were all pictures of trust, right, as opposed to fear. And trust and fear are the themes that are in tension in this morning's story, because the disciple Peter is a curious conflation of these two emotions. I mean, he's someone who's afraid, and he's remarkably courageous at the same time. But I hope you caught something in the story. Peter steps out, just before he steps out into the storm, he asks a question that sometimes slips by us. He says, Lord, if it is you, if? I mean, you have to understand that what Peter does then 
It's an act of faith to step out into the storm. It's not an act of certainty if it is you. And Jesus calls out to Peter and calls him out into the storm. And I don't know about you, but whenever I hear that, my first thought is, what kind of a savior is that? I mean, someone who calls us out of a safe place and into the risky one. What's the kind of savior who is seemingly asking us to affirm at some point in our life, maybe at several points in our lives, I am not afraid. At the end of the service, we're going to sing an old-timey hymn. Ray already said, Rich, this isn't the kind of, that isn't the kind of hymn you usually choose. It's really an old, as I said, hymn. It's Jesus calls us o'er the tumult of the waves, saying, follow me. It's written before the Civil War. But truth be told, it's a beautiful hymn because it reminds us in a life of faith, Jesus doesn't simply call us from the storm. Jesus calls us into it. I have a friend, who's a pastor, who a friend of hers now runs a home for single mothers who have nowhere to go with their children. And her friend runs this home, and this isn't going to surprise you, works Herculean hours, and there is never enough money to do all the work that needs to be done. And she had given up what was an excellent paying job in the world of finance where she was, well, prosperous. And so she oftentimes gets the question, how did you get mixed up in running this home for single parents for these for these women who had been abandoned by their families and basically society. And the woman's answer was always, I don't know. I wasn't sure at the beginning why I was doing it. Except I kept feeling that it was what I was supposed to do. And then one day she said, I simply said to myself, I am not scared to do this. By stepping out of the safety of the boat and into the storm, she was responding to God's invitation, God's call to love her neighbor, to not be afraid. And the one, the one who called Peter out from the boat and into the sometimes unnerving waters of faith, is the same one who gives us the strength to say when we need to, I am not afraid. Friends, I really do believe each and every one of us has a calling. And a calling is that sometimes peculiar way that God calls you in the world. I mean each and every one of you. Now I'll tell you, a calling may or it may not have anything to do with your career. In a career, we often seek to make a living, but in a calling, we hope to make a difference. And when I think of calling and people who may not even know they're called, I think of the people who write letters to people in prison because they know the recipients need a community. I think of those who are called to serve meals for the hungry 
on the night ministry van in Humboldt Park. When I think of people who are called and they maybe don't even know it, I think of those who set up bedrooms for refugee families and I'm not kidding you, even take time to fluff the pillows because they know that dignity and hospitality go hand in hand. Those are all callings. And then they remind me of the young man who stepped out of the boat to transform some children's lives. And it was almost 30 years ago, the young man's aunt called me up and said, would I speak to her nephew? She said that he was feeling called by God to leave, and she acknowledged she was suspicious of this called by God thing. Called by God to leave his excellent paying job in engineering and to go teach in an underfunded school in rural Alabama. Oddly enough, I could sense she was hoping I would dissuade him. She said he'd be in town next week, and he came over to the church for our appointment. My office was up in the balcony where Meredith is now. My door was open. He knocked on the door jam, and he was sort of leaning against it with a big smile on his face, and he said, I can't believe it's you, Goose. Yes, we had been fraternity brothers. <laughs> and I said, um, Tex, I wasn't expecting you. He was about the last person I would have imagined who had been called by God. And he looked at me and he said, I know what you're thinking, because Goose, and that would be Reverend Dr. Goose to any of you, by the way. Um, <laughs> Goose, I'm just as surprised you're a preacher. And then he went on to tell me about this call that he had to teach. And then he said to me something I will never forget. He said, Rich, you know that quote in the Gospel of Matthew, that verse where Jesus says, do not worry about what you'll eat or what you'll wear, where Jesus urges us to hold fast to the idea that life is more than food and the body more than clothing. I said, I do. I know that verse. I love that verse. But, and he held up his hand. He said, everyone always says, I love that verse. And everyone always then says, but. He said, there's no but in that verse for me. I believe it. Life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing, and I wish to live that. And out of the safety of my office, Tex stepped into his faith in the world, and likely we can be assured of some occasionally rough waters. And over the years, right after that, I wondered who called Tex to swim upstream against the cultural current? Who called Tex to live and trust rather than fear? Who called Tex, Tex to give to others rather than only take? Then I received the answer a few years later. In the mail, there was a picture from Tex that he took of his students. And I kid you not, they held up a sign and it said, be not afraid. Indeed, there are times 
for you and for me that just like Peter, just like Tex, we are called to step into the storm and to follow Jesus into a place of love, of hope, and of trust. Be not afraid. May it be so. This table is open to all who confess Jesus as the Christ and seek to follow Christ's way. Come to this sacred table.